0: Ghosts are horny. Oogie.
1: Revisiting female violence. <laughs> that could be any of these episodes.
0: I, I hate to bring up bugs. <laughs> Once again, I have to bring up bugs. Six quick and easy steps. For your common demon summoning, I accept this headcanon.
1: Liberal propaganda. Damn cucks.
0: Is this a John Winchester hate zone?
1: Could have had mm-hmm. Killer Optimus Prime and he had to be racist. <laughs>
0: fucking racist per hi and welcome to on the road with supernatural the podcast where we watch and discuss supernatural episode to episode from the beginning i'm jasper Graydon. i'm jordan graham and i'm and i'm also Allie. We're all allies <laughs> Yes. Oh, yes. And we'll be your hosts for this Monster of the Week journey through American folklore and Christian mythology. Wow. Wow. We are just, something's going on today. It was
1: the cleanest intro we've ever had.
0: <laughs> Who can sing it? The, the Backstreet Boys. We're back.
1: Backstreet's back.
0: All right. There we go. <laughs> right.
1: We're going to get a DMCA now. I, that's for you all the we fans can deal with
0: letters okay we do we do from my dear dear friend ben francis have a short segment but before that mm-hmm. let's check in for the week and talk about what our favorite reality tv show is
1: oh my easy it's bad girls club are you kidding me <laughs> I love Bad Girls Club. Incredible. It, it's just like the most stage, the most fake, but they just take a bunch of catty women, they throw them in a house together, and they're just like, fight. Yeah. It's just,
0: it's what we all actually want.
1: Exactly. I ain't getting no sleep because of you. Now you ain't getting no sleep because of me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, first of all, I hate that. That is, Mm. like, my hell. (laughs) Um, I just get anxiety, like, my palms start sweating as soon as you say, get in a house and fight. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm the opposite. Mine is Survivor. I don't know if I've talked about Survivor on this podcast. You have, actually. Oh, I... Jordan's really good at it. But I love Survivor to the point where I would have Survivors in my backyard over a weekend in the summers of high school and it would be my friends and Sosa friends divided into teams, my sister and we'd even have shirts we hand painted with our logos each year and the worst game was pole wrestling which is literally where you get like the pole off of a shovel like you unscrew it Uh and the only rules are um, whoever lets go first loses and so there was one point where this guy was holding, I was fighting him with all my might, and he, it was to the point he started picking me up with the pole and slamming me into the ground oh, over fuck. and over again, and my mom came outside, and she's like, call it, that's it, no. Oh, God. <laughs> and she's like, we're not getting a concussion for this. You would
1: have died first, too, before you had let go of
2: that pole, so that was probably a good call.
0: Um, And also one of the most contentious wins I've ever gotten. Incredible. So. What about you, Jasper? I'm really basic, and my favorite is RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm, Fair. I hate hate RuPaul himself. Like, so many reasons to dislike RuPaul, despite what an impact he's had on the culture. Mm. But RuPaul's Drag Race is so obnoxious, it's so annoying, Mm. and it fills me with so much anxiety. And I love it. I'm in love with Willow Pill. I don't like the show but this season. I am not caught up. (gasps) I know. You have
1: to watch the news. You would love Willow Pill. I liked the last
0: season so much. Uh, This is better. When you're like, Precious Baby, Willow Pill. Like, I could cry just looking at them. Okay, well, I guess I know what I'm doing for the rest of the week. Yeah, I hope no one wanted um, episode 13 soon, actually, because I'm just going to be watching RuPaul's. (laughs) Today's episode is season 3, episode 13, Ghost Facers, the one where the boys say fuck. This episode was written by Ben Edlund and directed by Phil Segrecia and originally aired on April 24th, 2008, which, you'll notice, is a big jump from when the last episode had aired. Yeah, true. There, there's like about a month or two mm-hmm. in between there. The last one was on February 21st. Wow, yeah. Mhm. Wow, that's surprising. So, last Thursday, Jordan and I... Mm-hmm. We kind of interviewed Ben Francis. We sort of interviewed slash listened to Ben Francis talk about the Ghost Facers. Yes. And here's that.
1: Here you go. Enjoy.
0: I was going to say you were coming to us live from the Elden Ring waiting room. <laughs> <laughs> but then it launched. Then, it, then they then opened it the launched. gates. It launched. So... I was in
2: the golden fractured world of The yeah. Lands Between.
0: So no longer coming to us live from the Elden Ring waiting room, but still joining us um, for this episode (laughs) is my dear, dear friend Ben Francis. (laughs) Welcome Welcome back. (laughs) Hi,
2: thank you, Jester. Thank you, Jordan.
0: Yes, it's very lovely to have you back. It was super fun having you on for um, I think it was bedtime stories. Uh, Bedtime stories.
2: I think it's like three nine or three three. I should look. One of them. One of them. It doesn't matter.
0: (laughs) it's fine we don't need this we can cut this (laughs) i'm making a reference to the episode that we watched yeah i like uh
2: i like every time their dad busts in it just ruins all their fun
0: yeah honestly that should have happened more like more more dad interference so
2: funny Mm
1: -hmm. He just walks through the mansion as, like, the ghost is attacking everyone. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so you guys
0: are busy. Yeah. Why does that, like, kind of remind me of the fucking John Travolta meme, like, where he's looking around like, what? <laughs> <laughs> In any event, hello.
2: <laughs> hello. hello Jessica, how are,
0: how are you today? Very, Let me find that out first. Good. What's very, up? Very good.
2: To get ready for this episode about Ghost Facers and to enjoy <laughs> its, like, reality TV tinge. Um, I looked into kind of like the background of uh, this time period. And like, I, I noticed while while going back around this time period and when this episode came out and like how this, this writer got attached, I, I just noticed that like backdoor pilots were kind of popular or like unsolicited ones that you just submit to the network around yeah, this yeah, time. Yeah. Like this is when, around this time is when it's always sunny, broken and, st- and pick, got picked up from its like shot on DV pilot. And,
0: like, is that how that show started?
2: Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. had
0: no idea. That's hilarious.
2: DV cameras and just like threw it at the network, and they were like, sure. And Jackass is another one. Jackass is an yeah. example of like a literally backyard pilot. <laughs>
0: Incredible of them.
2: So it is it is kind of fitting that they would get involved in this. I didn't watch many Ghost Paranormal series. I didn't watch like the Demi Moore one, even though I've heard amazing things about that show. Yeah,
0: there's also Ghost Whisper or whatever. Ghost Whisper. Oh. That was Jennifer Love Hewitt. I Jennifer love, love Jennifer love Hewitt. love Hewitt. Oh, she's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it isn't quite the same genre of tv i guess what is that guy that ali's always talking about fucking uh zach baggins or whatever oh my <laughs> god yeah <laughs> i think that's ghost hunters
2: ghost hunters ghost hunters yeah he's the one that always has like wonderment at every time that it happened yeah he's he's a great guy i didn't get into any of those type of series uh to try and prepare for this episode but i i tried to enjoy it just like the characters that they brought back and and that kind of thing but I, i did notice that that it it was like a timely piece of writing when it was written like that was the popular way to like break in so definitely it's it's not like they the kind of gang (laughs) that encounter Sam and Dean. They're amateurs like at heart, clearly. But it's not like they have like the wrong idea. Like they probably could have pitched the pilot if uh well the episode did not end as it does. (laughs) They could have probably pitched it. They probably sold it in that climate. There's a movie done by
1: Zach Baggins, but it's not through ghost hunters. It's his own personal film where he goes to a house in Michigan. That is supposedly, and it came out a couple years after this. That is supposedly a portal to hell. It's supposed to be like one of the most haunted places in the world. And that documentary reminds me so much of this episode. So I totally get where you're coming from.
0: Just like the running around and reacting to things, the constant
1: screaming, the chaos. (laughs) Like,
0: maybe I should watch it. It's good. I'm, I'm like a little more able to deal with this kind of cringe core than other kinds. Like the office is like a hands down no for me. But this this I can do. I don't know. There's something kind of endearing about it.
2: What do what do each of you like about the the parts of this that are cringy or more earnest uh, in the in this setting and in this in this type of show? Because I, I think there is a key difference. Because I find The Office, uh, I, I, it just doesn't mix with me. I find it a little repellent. I can't laugh as much with it as I guess is what I'm trying to say. But in in this, I I can't not laugh at these kind of lovable idiots that have been thrown thrown. Yeah. In. I guess that's the the key thing is like, I find them to be lovable idiots and that that helps me a lot. But I was wondering what influences how you take it in.
0: I think there's like a certain level of earnestness that comes with all of these characters. Like they're like super highly invested in everything that's going on. I mean, the office is just like a bunch of jabronis who sit at desks and like, they don't give a shit about anything, but like the ghost facers are so into it. They have their (laughs) own theme song.
2: Amazing (laughs) theme song.
0: I actually like the theme song kind of slaps
2: <laughs> who wrote yeah. the, someone had to have written that for the show Yeah, who
0: wrote the lyrics like, it was like the lyrics <laughs> honestly like the line we face the faceless we face the dead like that kind of that kind of goes hard like <laughs> like that's actually pretty good <laughs> like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just got to recut every episode of Supernatural with the Ghost Facers intro.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that would be great. I mean, it worked for the outro of this episode. So like, why not?
1: Yeah, I really like it too, because the way it fits, it fits so seamlessly into this show. While also being nothing like any of the other episodes it's like so bizarre <laughs> I
2: love it it right. has like a, a night vision kill with the camera like the night vision modes on and yes. like that's that's nothing like anything I've else I've seen in this show like even the the, the visual setup set is like the yeah, reality yeah. TV lets them play a lot I guess I guess you're right like the reality TV lets them kind of right. try a whole bunch of different stuff
0: yeah the the night vision kill when uh, when the ghost gets Corbett in the, in the bunker. In the in the Cold War party bunker, <laughs>
2: <laughs> these are my friends. Here's the tea set. It was very like I don't know Texas Chainsaw or like uh, getting you getting you like if you've played a little video game reference again, uh, Resident Evil like seven mm-hmm. uh, yeah. has a very family dinner table scene like that one.
0: I didn't know that. I actually I don't know a whole lot about the Resident Evil franchise. I just know that the most recent one had like <laughs> a giantess. A giantess vampire with the biggest, tittiest 2 I watched my uh, roommate stream a friend's playthrough of that. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, very, lots of layers. I don't know why um, that <laughs> happened like that, but I was really disappointed how short that segment of the game was. Like, bring her back. Like, Eight? She was cool. Anyway, that's the extent of my knowledge on Resident Evil. Resident what was what was the like dinner table scene like? Uh, like did, what reminded you similar,
2: of it? Similar, similar to how. Um, all right, but by, by this point of the episode, just to like catch it in like the progression. By this point of the episode, I, I believe Dean is scr- screaming around for Sam, trying to find Sam, yeah. and Sam is yeah. tied up with, at the at the dinner table, like chair, like while is while he has to watch Garrett, 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 Corbett, our, Corbett, Corbett, our delightful. Our Come delightful on. gay, our delightful, mm, our delightful gay for, that got buried. You yes.
0: can't forget the gay character's name, Ben.
2: <laughs> Corbett, Corbett. <laughs> our delightful buried gay character around the time that they're like captured at the table. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. There's a scene in, there's a scene in uh, Resident Evil 7 early on where the, the patriarch of that family has you eat at the dinner table where you're also tied up to like grisly scenes and like murder in front of you. It's very locked in a, in a room uh-huh. and can't get out feeling. And I think they did that Dick. well in this episode.
1: Oh, hell yeah.
2: yeah. Again, just ways that they could play with like tension and stress that like reality TV allows. I think that's very cool. Because we're seeing it through, honestly, like we watched the episode of Ghost Facers. We're watching. A ghost facers episode of supernatural, not like right. a supernatural episode of Ghost Facers. Right. The is title funny- is Ghostfacers. We're in their it, world, their point of view.
0: Right, exactly. And it's funny you phrase it like that because like the even though it's a ghost facers episode, it's it's following the format of the supernatural episode. It's just like very it's pointing out that there is a format, that there is a formula with like these big chapter headings and stuff. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's so fun. I love it. We love to make fun of ourselves here.
2: No, no facer haters here. Only facer. No,
0: no (laughs) facer.
2: We're we're all pro facer here. We think this show is amazing. We wanted season two. Just come Uh. on, work out.
0: Yeah, it's it's going to be on one of those listicles of, you know, top 10 shows that got canceled, but shouldn't have
2: <laughs> gone too soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And they're always like the worst shows you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Firefly>. <laughs> there should be like a uh, not gone soon enough tab. There should to be like, oh my certain, god, yeah, certain shows that just like should have been put down sooner. That's Mad Men. Mad Men didn't need to be seven <gasps> seasons, Mad Men could have got by on like four. I'm just gonna say it. Mad Men had told the story. Oh, are we by gonna fight?
0: Four. Are I, we gonna fight right
2: now? I think Mad Men burned out after four <gasps> seasons. I'm gonna say it, I, I or at least burned out for me. The finale is still interesting. I don't know. It's a digression, but like there are certain shows where I would like.
0: We're going to have to have a chat about this later, Mr. (laughs) Francis. (laughs) In any event, you were mentioning earlier today when we sort of like touch base that you had some experience with like breaking into defunct buildings and things of that nature. And I really want to hear about that.
2: Time. All right, i i respect the the film crew behind ghost facers like their whole you know they went in with the right gadgets they had multiple camera setups they had yeah. they they literally had like a prep table and like a, a base camp like they tried to do it right i respect that a lot but they while breaking in to like get a shoot mm-hmm. location or go somewhere serve as a cautionary tale as to why you don't break in and, <laughs> and steal a location. Unless uh-huh, you're like, uh-huh. it's all context, right? If you're in New York city and they're like, you can't film in New York city and you're just uh-huh. trying to steal one shot. Who's going to stop you? It's New York city. But right. if you're like breaking into a place that's like broken down, you like, you're starting to roll the dice. And uh, I remember having to do that for a 48 a hour shootout. Um, Uh We needed a certain location inside a place called The Ridges. Now, a lot's been made about The Ridges if we're talking about supernatural stuff, because it used to be an insane asylum. And there's a whole history of it. I would love to take someone through that sometime about, like, the whole like what's actually bunk or what's where's there been like supernatural sightings with the ridges and that asylum. But there's certain buildings that have already been turned into administrative or art buildings. Mm -hmm. And there's certain buildings that are just needing torn down. And that's the ones that we broke into. And as we broke into this building and as we got into it, like we got, we're getting our shots And uh, we're only on like the first floor, not the second floor or anything. We haven't gone anywhere too far in or whatnot. It's mostly cleared out. So there's enough room to walk and things. But if Mm -hmm. we hear from the basement, all these like chains rattling and like things that like sound like something is down there, but we're like, it's probably just the wind. No, it was actually uh, in in this case, it was uh, people from university staff trying to clean.
0: Oh, my God. And we scared
2: (laughs) the shit out of them yeah i mean like granted they didn't have a lot of lights on or whatever but like university staff being in the location cleaning makes sense because it's their property but we were like oh we're gonna steal this this location and like oh it'll be so spooky then like two people walk up like why are you bothering us (laughs) like no jesus i felt i felt very related to the ghost racers crew when they see sam and dean I was just like, yeah, that that basically happened to me. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you just like see the people are like, why are you doing here? I was like, I don't know, I'll just shoot out, and I want to get noticed by you know, film talent, and they're just like go home. <laughs> but yeah, wow. like, I I felt serendipitous watching it. I was like, I've had a very similar thing happen where. Wow, two-
0: that is like very, very actually similar to the episode they're like we're (laughs) filming for our show what are are you doing here (laughs) we're cops get out
2: get out (laughs) I love that that's their fallback they're always trying to be like tough guy cops that's so funny Uh, oh yeah I know
0: especially I think in the earlier seasons when like sometimes they don't really try as hard to sell the whole cop thing they just sort of show up and act mean and they're like yeah we're cops (laughs) 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 and it's just sort of like you're clearly not you're clearly not sweeties yep okay who is your favorite of the ghost facers ben
2: favorite of the ghost face i like okay i like Harry a lot i stand them pretty hard I, I wonder what what both of you think but i stand them because they have the only sensible course of action which is okay the adults have showed up sam and dean or are the in-universe adult of this situation sure yeah have, sh- have showed up which is sam and dean uh they're gonna take care of it let's just run away and make out honestly genius i would have done the oh same yeah thing. That's, yeah. why. Like, why would I work any harder than I have to at the moment? Two adults can take care of it. So I, I, I believe in them and I respect them the most. Oh my god!
0: Right, <laughs> I'm just like, what else is there to do? It, it does remind me of, um, also another season one episode, the asylum episode, mm-hmm. where like they go to the asylum as like a date. Like the guy wants to like make out in the spooky building, and I'm like, yes, <laughs> that's the move. <laughs> <laughs> like you get it i personally i think this is harry's one redeeming quality like i i honestly think he's really annoying but like the <laughs> fact that he was like you know what we might die in here it's it's time to make out good good for you That's the price. The didn't,
1: uh, like punish them especially the woman for being horny and <laughs> a and oh yeah mouth. i know
0: it's like the one trope they decided they were just gonna skip out on <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) they were like, be horny, you go, you go, you kids.
1: I will still take my Ed Corbett rare pair,
0: (laughs) yeah, yeah. And I'm sure we'll like talk about this again when we have Allie with us. But I just gotta say, I think that was mutual.
2: Oh, absolutely. I think it's a get on it, like step up to the plate and he steps up to the plate. I think. Oh, yeah.
0: Like hardcore. Like he was way too earnest to just be like doing it because it's what he had to do. And like there's a million other reasons why. And I am going to I'm going to make my case (laughs) when we record the rest of the episode. with (laughs) But I just got, you know, you can can say
2: one thing. It's okay. You can say like one thing
0: at the end. When he says that gay love uh, can pierce the veil of death and save the day. He's talking about his gay love. Dude. Yes.
1: Yes. I will add on to that because i'll just say it now instead of later The also if we're just looking at the roles of ghosts in this universe the way to get a ghost to move on is always consistently been to reveal the truth and most ghosts are looking to have the truth shown to yeah. them or have other people see it so if he gave a fake i love you to corbett corbett wouldn't have moved on he would have been stuck
0: i totally fucking agree mm-hmm. i absolutely agree with you I'm glad we're all on the same page about this because I feel like it's really easy to write off the like whole Corbett thing as being like homophobic, which bury your gaze is not good. Although I do ugh, I have so many thoughts about this. Okay. I love I love the story of it. Bury your gaze is obviously bad, but I still feel like this isn't a punch down. Yeah.
2: No, I don't think so either. Yeah. I think it's which is, I like, think wild. it's delightful. Yeah. It is strangely. delightful.
0: Yeah. Like. It like kind of rules like when Corbett's ghost is like, I'm gonna ghost wrestle this other ghost, like it's it's sick as fuck, honestly. I'm like, Yeah, you go, you gay ghost.
1: <laughs> yeah, he kind of like died to become like a ghost superhero.
0: I know.
2: It's the gay love that, that like that like catalyzes the catalyst and like sets it sets it in motion. But when it yeah. becomes like the the moment of who's gonna save the day, it isn't it isn't Sam and Dean. <laughs> it's the other right. thing. It's the ghost facers episode. So one of the ghost facers should save the day, and it should actually be all of them. And in this case, it's 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 Ed and uh, Corbett together save the day. But
0: Ugh, I just love it. It's so touching. And I was watching writing. this episode like what the fuck? Why am I crying? <laughs> why am I why am I getting glassy-eyed about like this fucking ridiculous parody episode? Like what is happening to me? I think like just the older I get, I'm getting like really emotional about things is what it really is. But it was touching.
2: It was very touching. I again like I felt so delighted by all of the decisions made throughout this whole episode. Every yeah. time and it, like and especially like if you're using like ghost facers as a way to demonstrate the relationship between like people who would be the fans of like a dean and spam in in that world especially but like who'd be the fans of them and the relationship to them and how they yeah. are able to work together and to like even even the fact that like <laughs> dean likes the show at yeah. the, end of, the, at the <laughs> end of it he's like wow i wasn't half bad i kind of like that like he's on board with it like he enjoys their company he just doesn't work the same way that yeah. the Ghost fake which I think is really, really cool. Yeah, well, and I think the, like, camaraderie.
0: So. Yeah, and I think like because this episode is an episode about TV, it makes so much sense that Dean would like it because he's um, a character who's made up of TV. Like he's yeah. raised by the television. <laughs> um, every other thing he says is some fucking stupid ass reference, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh... There's a few wild card lines in this episode like that. That he yeah. just sneaks in. He, I think he got like a real doll joke in there. I was like, how I need to like exactly. tally every time he sneaks one of those in because I swear I've heard him do it before. So.
0: Yeah, no, he does say some weird, gross things. He likes to he likes to do that here and there. I think one of the things that will always like tickle me about this is like the cursing, too. Cause I feel like <laughs> that's kind of how like cursing used to be on TV, like with the the big graphic sensors and stuff like that. I don't know if it is now because like obviously I don't watch like network television really. Or I mean, I guess I I do technically. I just stream it all at once <laughs> 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 instead of watching it like when it's airing on TV. But like, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah.
2: And they don't censor it the same way. There's no black bar anymore over the mouth. That like, oh no, yeah. That disappeared. Like if you ask people who would watch Scott Pilgrim, for example, today and they see the scene where uh, Aubrey plaza shaking her her hand in front of her mouth which is still black barred out like a lot of them are like what is this about like it doesn't it right. doesn't even track like that's there's no point of reference even left it's, it's right kind of... i like it it makes me feel like i'm watching an episode of the osbournes <laughs> <laughs> which okay who's who's what osborne then
1: oh shit <laughs> well dean has to be ozzy because he's the one who gets all the black bars
0: yeah i think maybe sam got one i was gonna ask ben if there was anything else that you had not um, that i love i love content from you like the i i feel like your segment saved that other episode that you were on like <laughs> it was the best part of it in my opinion well
2: thank you I, I appreciate you all having me on. It's always very fun I just I just gotta say that uh, you gotta you gotta be gay for that poor dead or intern and you gotta send him into the light and uh, <laughs> the lesson <laughs> about how gay love can pierce the veil of death and save the day is clearly again what Dean takes away from the episode and why he thinks it's half awesome
0: yeah. <laughs> He watched like, a
2: gay version of Supernatural and he thought it was sick.
0: Okay, but actually the gay version <laughs> that's all, that's of Supernatural. <laughs> the gay version of Supernatural that you're talking about is how the show ended, though.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. okay, okay. I'm just saying, thing.
0: like, like Cass's love for Dean saved the day, and then <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, and then <laughs> And then Dean is so affected by the, the gesture, by that moment that it like changes the trajectory of his decisions for the re- and the, I'm just saying like this episode is actually kind of how the show ends overall. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ghost facers is the most important one in the canon. <laughs> Yeah. It's like uh, the Ember Island players from Avatar The Last Airbender, the one that's yes. just the play. That's yes. actually the most important episode. I keep exact-
0: Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But on that note, thank you so much for being here. It's wonderful to hear from you, and I can't wait to have you back on again. We love you so much.
2: We love you. We love you, Jordan. We love you, Jasper. Yeah. Uh, drive you, safe man. on the road. Good to Good to mm-hmm. hear from you both. Talk to
0: you soon. Thank you, Ben. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you once again to Ben Francis, my dear, dear friend. I hope you're having a great day. Now let's talk about the Ghost Facers. And thank you to our dear loves, the Ghost Facers. Okay. <laughs> okay, Allie. Wait, okay. <laughs> this is... Everything I want in an episode. I am so excited to talk about it. I actually, you know, I remember not particularly caring for it when I initially watched it. But like on the rewatch, I was like, wow, this is actually like really fun. It's so fun. I think my taste has just changed a lot. I love the jump in with them like masterpiece theater setup. Yeah. Yeah. And you haven't gotten here yet, but Jordan, did it not remind you of the season seven um, Andrew episode in Buffy where he does the vampire? I actually
1: was kind of wondering if this episode was a little inspired inspired by that episode.
0: Yeah, I think because that one definitely has like a homemade reality TV show feel. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting you say that. Because, fun fact, this is the first episode filmed after the writer's strike. Yeah. Not written, filmed. Okay. Um, And because of that, that it's kind of inspired because they thought that TV without the writers would then become more reality-centric, and there was this huge push towards reality TV to be like this. I love this jump in to our boys. My boys. Your boys. <laughs> Allie's boys, specifically. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love them so much I could cry. Who do you like better? Do you like Harry or Ed better?
1: Ooh. There is a wrong answer. There, there is, is a wrong
0: answer and I'm afraid you'll disagree. Uh oh. Now I'm scared. Harry. Times twenty.
1: You like Harry? I don't like Ed. Ah oh, that's my
0: favorite. No. <laughs>
1: I love Ed. I'm in shock. (laughs) I don't physically enjoy looking at Ed, but I like Ed. I think
0: that's why I don't like him. He's too greasy. They're both greasy. No, he's so greasy. He also reminds me of a guy I dated. Oh, well, that'll do it. (laughs) I think some of, like, the one-off lines Mm -hmm. and jokes in this are just so incredible, (laughs) and they're things that could never, like, be said by Sam or Dean or any of the recurring cast ever, like... When they're talking about the (laughs) creation of the Ghost Facers as a team, (laughs) not just the two of them, and they're like, we're two lone wolves. (laughs) Like, that by itself, I was just like, I'm going to pee. Yeah. And then they're like, two lone wolves need... Other wolves. <laughs> they have so many good ones. <laughs> They're just such fools, but I love them. Love them. And the the lines start from this very top of the episode like the Ghost Facer song. They're in the kitchen when the cooking gets hot. Yeah. <laughs> And we talked about this with Ben Francis, Mm -hmm. as you'll hear later, Allie, because at some point we should probably play that for you, (laughs) so you know what all was said. Or it's a surprise. Or it's a surprise. But, like, the Ghost Facer's theme song actually kind of slaps. Like, the We Face the Faceless, We Face the Dead. Wow. Good job. Yeah. To touch on before, Mm -hmm. like, I used to not—I remember disliking Mm -hmm. this episode, but ended up liking it a lot— I, I think I know what the thing is. It's the way it starts off with all of the like specific like individual interview introductions mm. with all the characters and like they're just so uncomfortable and spruces in particular makes mm-hmm. me want to crawl into a hole and never come out. Oh my gosh. When he's like I'm 15th, 16th Jewish and 116th Cherokee, Cherokee. So I'm the shamanologist. Right. I love to, okay, it's definitely really funny to make fun of white people for claiming native ancestry. I didn't like the punching down that immediately followed it with, like, the gambling and the peyote addiction and whatever. I'm like, that's not really funny, but... Yeah, okay. I like if they
1: had dropped that line, it would have been we could have all had a laugh about it, but then yeah, they had to add that in.
0: I kind of for who it's coming from, see it through a different lens, being like, um, so many times you get these people who have like some small amount of connection, but the right. story gets passed through their family and just becomes the racist stereotype. Right. So it reminded me of that, um It's like like the masculine side of the my grandmother was an Indian princess or whatever. Yes, Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I get that, yeah. But that's like, honestly, one of the only things I don't like about this episode. It's so fucking fun.
1: Oh my gosh. This whole, like, after we kind of leave the fireplace scene, this whole, like, first phase, the, like, um, is it called, like, research? It's called homework. Homework is so, like, the whole thing is just hilarious. Like, the dad coming in at random places.
0: I thought I was gonna die when Ed is like gesturing with the marker and he just (laughs) drops it and doesn't react like mid-sentence I'm like what that is like that's it's just so it's just so funny like what the fuck and like to talk about like the phases I love it I love it it's like in the same way that we've had like spoofs of the format mm-hmm. before like in um, Hollywood Babylon mm-hmm. just rips all of this to shreds but this does it in a completely different way it's just like remember the the format of the year run of the mill monster of the week supernatural episode we're going to throw that in your face right now well and specifically it's referencing a lot of old TV shows ghost yeah shows. definitely Ghost Hunters which is the good one i am not a ghost adventurer zach baggins you can keep him (laughs) no thank you um
1: which i don't know if ghost adventures ghost adventures came out in 2008 which is when this aired so i don't know if it was like airing yet mm, but it's interesting but there were
0: things before yeah there were same there were too i love these formats because when i was little um i'd watch these with my little sister and i'd read each one aloud in a creepy voice like part one, the research. And the show wasn't scary to her, but that was too scary to her. Um, I'm obsessed. I also cannot get over that they work at Kinko's. Oh my God, right.
1: So it's been like, what, since this aired, like, 14 years? I yeah. still don't know what a Kinko's is, and I'm too afraid to ask.
0: It was, like, a print place. They they still exist. Kinko's what? still exists. Yeah, it's, like, a print and copy place. Yeah. A lot of times oh. they're attached to, like, a FedEx. It was, like, every greasy stoner worked there. Hell yeah. Yeah. So it just fits so well. And they're, they're just the stereotypical... hmm Greasy stoners, I feel like. Also... Maybe it's just because I have an affinity for Golden Retrievers, but I love Corbett. I love Corbett, too. Yeah. And y'all might recognize Corbett. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Dustin Milligan. Yeah,
0: that is Dustin Milligan, who plays Ted in Shit's Creek, also oh. a Golden Retriever character. <laughs> I think it's just him.
1: And he was on RuPaul's Drag Race. Really? So yeah, just. Oh, was he in one of
0: those like celebrity drag episodes? I love those; they're so fun. fun. My favorite is like when they get super fucking into it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, which he did. He is a massive RuPaul's fan. He's just such a cutie.
0: I really like Corbett as well, and I think um, the episode wants you to like Corbett, Mm -hmm. which I really enjoy, because, like, yeah, and and not to, like, jump ahead to the Mm -hmm. fact that he dies, but, like, yeah, you could definitely say, oh, this is bury your gays, Um, especially since it's the first time they've really addressed, like, gay attraction for Mm -hmm. more than, like, a fraction of a second, but... At no point do I feel like the narrative is making fun of him. I, yeah, and I actually have positive and negative rep, is the first thing on my paper. Right. And uh, the negative, he does die, and he does hit on a straight guy. Maybe. Um, yes.
1: Well, I think it's already that's been true. established in the canon that Ed and Harry have sex. Yeah, that's so. true. So. <laughs> you don't remember that uh, from, um. Uh, you mean we'll get to have sex with.
0: Oh, oh right, right, bodies. right, right. Uh-huh. Um, and there's also the, like, graphic part, but. He's a cutie. He's so respectful. Yeah, yeah. Um. He's a himbo. And he saves them and goes out in, like, a tough way. Yeah, he's yes. the hero. Yeah!
1: Well, so here's my thing. With his attraction to Ed in just this first phase, they're relying on our kind of biases of a mm. mo- most likely straight viewer in 2008, Right. but you're, like supposed to think that this is gross because that's what people thought of gay people at the time and a lot still do I
0: guess but like still even when they have the individual Harry interview his main concern is just the potential for interpersonal drama and not the fact that it's gay stuff
1: yeah so my thought was it wasn't done too poorly, and so if you do are relying on those biases, they do plan to subvert it later. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed it,
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: even as early as I this part it. of the episode.
0: And he's just, it's just sweet and considerate, like the vanilla instant coffee thing. Because yes. he was like, "Oh, you said you liked it last time. That's so cute. Yeah. That's just adorable. And like, that's how men should hit on people." Yeah. Do that. Get me coffee. Yeah, buy me coffee. That's what I really want. (laughs) And I do like, um, we get so much about them here because we've been introduced to the main two before, but it's been a while. Yeah. And on top of that, like, we don't have Maggie or Corbett or Spruce in the first season. So we get in this um, a reintroduction slash introduction to everyone. And then we also get the once in every four years this is haunted, which is Mm -hmm. all you need for lore. Right, they did not overwhelm, which I was very excited yes. about. Yes. Right, right, exactly. And do you remember Phase Two? Yes. It's so fun. And Inf- for infiltration. Infiltration. I love it. I love it so much what did you think about seeing the boys through the woods from an outside perspective? Oh my God. It was so funny because I feel like that's exactly how we see them (laughs) as a critical audience. Mm -hmm. Like we're looking at them constantly being like, they would never get away with this. They're so loud and obnoxious. So so clearly not police. So I feel like it's so validating to like, see them through this lens. And I especially love Not Cops, Just Hicks. <laughs> just Hicks. <laughs> 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 I like d- That's like the one way I would never think to describe them, but like they're not wrong, really. No. And the song was perfect. I know. Oh my gosh. <sighs> and then we very quickly jump into phase three. FaceTime. FaceTime. I love their setup here. Uh-huh. And honestly, I feel like all of the stuff they're doing is the kind of stuff I wish that the boys did. Mm-hmm. It's like... And, and okay, it's it's interesting to me because yes, we're presented, they're, the ghost faces are presented to us as like buffoons, mm-hmm. but they actually kind of nail this end of everything. It's just, they don't, they're just ignorant of the actual supernatural forces that they're dealing with. Like yeah. they just have a, a knowledge void. But they're like on the right track. Like, yeah, no, they really are. And yeah. without anyone really um, coming in and, mm-hmm. and telling them anything. And we get to see that the boys through them, which is like the boys we see very much through more of an emotional storytelling. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this shows us the reality of the boys a lot more of the time. Yeah. Um, Like when they run into them right at the start of this phase and Dean says, fuck me. And you get the little skull that washes over. Right. I love their constant cursing. Yeah. And I remember the first time I was seeing, I saw this. I remember thinking like, fuck oh, yeah like finally we get to see like how Dean would actually respond if this yeah. weren't a TV show right there's no way he's not saying that right chance okay I need to take a pause here yeah. and this is part of my my Ed and Corbett is mutual thing because I don't think Ed is straight I, but yeah. the way he's like listen here chisel chest I'm like Agreed. are you fucking kidding me yeah, <laughs> the, yeah there's no way I, I was just looking at the, me having her in the like, wait, chisel chest, chisel chest. <laughs> yes, stop looking at his titties, Ed. His eyes are up here. Yeah. <laughs> and we also get another famous gay, it's Zachary Quinto from Murder House, pops in as the ghost. Wait, that's not really it's Zachary not, Quinto. But it looks exactly it looks like sick. Zachary Quinto. <laughs> okay, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was about to say, I'm like, I'm pretty
1: sure he was in a big starring role at this time in Heroes. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. But it
0: looks exactly like his character in Murder House, in American Horror Story.
1: I also loved that, like, the CGI looked good. Yeah, yeah,
0: actually, I thought all of the effects looked really good in this episode. Yeah. And the way, I think, playing with, like,
1: the candid cameras Mm -hmm. allowed it to look a little bit better. It was just so fun to get this unfiltered look at Supernatural. It was... Yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
0: Mm -hmm. absolutely. And when you mix the, like, candid shots, like, through their cameras and through the GoPros and then something, it does feel so much more realistic. It reminds me of that movie we watched last, the Haunted House one, Hell House, LLC.
1: Yes, h- 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 where h- h- like see. it's
0: so much of that like joking around and camera that you're like when something actually happens mm-hmm. like it hits even harder
1: mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> documentary horror is such a fun genre Ugh, when it's good yes
0: i gotta say though mm-hmm. about the ghost echoes thing yeah i wish they weren't mm-hmm. why I feel like it. There's too too much extra, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it confuses it a little bit too much. Like what's going on? Mm. Like they're fun. They're all fun individually. Like the way like the train slamming into the ghost. That one was such a good special effect. I really yeah. liked that. Yeah, there really was a sense of depth. Mm-hmm. Like like the thing was zooming away. That looked good.
1: Yeah, I kind of liked it just because. Well, it's set up for Corbett later, but yeah. also. Um, well, yeah. If we're looking at why the boys needed to destroy this tape in the yeah. end of the episode, I think them having something so insane like that caught on camera. Right. Um, yeah. Right. So, yeah, I could give or take, but I, I enjoy it.
0: I liked it too because in this they rely on so much like real technology, like the um, EMF and using the flashlights and GoPro and then the glitchy camera. That mm-hmm. it was cool to have something like more original to this that still fit in that's yeah. fair that's fair and I love how as soon as we get the Zachary Quinto going we get their dumb faces at Harry like going like huh and then he goes phaser <laughs> 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 <flashes> <laughs> <above that>. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely know when to cut away for prime mocking of other ghost shows it works so well yeah
1: I really like, I don't know if we're ready to talk about it, but when Harry and Maggie get caught in the closet.
0: That's way later, yeah. dude. <laughs> is it? Okay. That's way later. I wanted to talk about how, this is like around when Corbett goes missing. Oh, that's they, right. Because they freak out about the ghost echo. Mm-hmm. And then they're trying to, they're like running down the stairs screaming. And that's when Sam and Dean are like, we gotta get out of here because mm. it's before midnight. And Ed is the one who notices that Corbett yes. is missing, and he's the one who's freaking out, trying to find him as well. Ghost Hunters was 2004. Ghost Adventures is 2008. Are they the same thing? No. I can never remember. Don't don't come at taps.
1: I, no, I like taps. I've never seen Ghost Adventures.
0: <laughs> I'm so sorry. Allie's having some reactions. I was like in love with one of the guys from Ghost Hunters. Of course he you were. Got a divorce halfway through, and I was like, y-. I have like, a chance. Twelve year old me was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway anyway uh oh there are a few quick lines i want to go through because some of the dialogue is just so fucking good yeah like i love how they come downstairs screaming oh my god oh my god oh my god before the other half realizes sam and dean are there right um we also go we also get aren't those the assholes from texas from harry Uh uh uh-huh we got a problem here and that Ghost Ain't It from Sam. They're all so good. Yeah. I really love the Dean line. Does looking at this nightmare through a camera make you feel better or something? Yes. She's like, mm. yes. Oh I'm actually, God. like, on a real mm-hmm. level, though. That's, like, a real thing. Yeah. Like, a real psychological thing Um, mm-hmm. about, like, people who are always taking pictures or recording. It like, di- it does distance mm-hmm. you. And, like, it's also a comment on the audience. Yeah. Because yeah. this is the genre we're watching. It's, like... Do you do you feel better about all of the bad things in your life being distanced from this horrible narrative and just getting to be a voyeur? Yes, yes, yes. I yes, yes. <laughs> oh, Dean also has the great term supernatural lockdown. <laughs> this is a supernatural lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Dean belongs alongside no, no, nay dean belongs in place of zach baggins get out of here zach baggins <laughs> fuck you <laughs> dean take the show i don't know anything about zach baggins except what you've said about him <laughs> i just had personal beef and like even when we went to the pence uh, what did the- he, what he call your mom ugly or something what kind of personal beef can you possibly so have much, <laughs> so much personal beef zach <laughs> you and your cross <laughs> shirts and your diz- bedazzled jeans fuck you and your spray tan <laughs> What the
1: fuck? allie doesn't like the glamorization of the ghost hunting industry
0: <laughs> i hope you <laughs> run out of hair it's
1: made it too commercial
0: no he's so angry he's always like fight me ghost fight me he made it too fake macho mm. that's my issue with oh, him oh gotcha because he's always like what are you a pussy Go. We gotta yassify him. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, he's halfway there with the fake tan, hair gel, oh, and true. bedazzled jeans. True. Lots to unpack.
1: Zach Baggins, if you're listening, put your bedazzie <laughs> into your. <holiday>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Stop! <laughs> um, we, speaking of Zach Baggins and shows like this, there are a few moments right along here that have this similar vibes. We have The Flash of the House in negative. I love Fucking it. Walking Kill Me. And the way they sort of distort it and like rotate yes. the image back and forth to make it look glitchy. Yes, and then they start zooming in on the deers and bears in there so weird. Like, anything that's yeah. slightly weird, they're like, let me put front and center of this episode, shock you and jump into it. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I just am obsessed with this episode. It's really good. I think even, um, like, the the ghost echoes aside, uh-huh. I think the rest of the stuff with the haunting really fits in well with the other kinds of themes they're trying to build. Mm-hmm. With, like, the whole idea of, you know, reality TV and isolation mm-hmm. and of those things like look looking at everything through a camera i loved i loved the actual murder ghost that was happening like the weird necrophiliac cold war bunker paranoia man like oh also brief shout out to sam picking up the pamphlet uh the how to survive the uh, a-bomb or whatever he's like oh an optimist (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. i also like that um when we do meet the bad guy when sam and corbett are captured that in an episode that kind of revolves around queer love a little bit we also have a song by mm-hmm. an early queer artist
0: oh yeah playing
1: on repeat i don't think they meant to do it but it's definitely it interesting. happens yeah
0: this song i sing to myself every birthday do you also hate your birthday? No, it's oh. just stuck in my head every birthday. I wake up, it's my party. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> sorry, Jasper. <laughs> no, don't be sorry. I'll just be over here disliking my birthday alone. I did for a long time and I cried every birthday. I probably I still do. also
1: hate my birthday. Something monumentally awful happens on every single one of my birthdays. Right? Just, Just to th- think of a few, like a friend's dad dying twice. I've had that happen to me twice on my Jesus. birthday. I've had, um, gosh, what else? Uh, a girl start a rumor to my mom that I hated my mom, which is the
0: weirdest thing. <laughs> what the hell? For
1: someone to start a rumor about it was, it was true. It's like, like I said, maybe a rumor. You <laughs> I mean, don't tell someone's mom that.
0: That is so funny. <laughs> well, you know what, Jordan? It's your party. You can cry if you want I to. Will. Cry if you want to. Mm-hmm. Cry if you want to.
1: Repress if I want. to You would to. cry
0: too if it happened to it you. To. Mm-hmm. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> this is the musical episode. We got survivor. No, we've got. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do like how this also reflects about humanity. Like you were getting into with the nuclear yeah. war and everything, and it's kind of like. Well, we can't ignore everything and look at it through a lens and be so removed, but Mm -hmm. also, if we look at it too closely and, like, commit to our fears, that doesn't help anything either. Right. It's, like, the two opposite extremes. Yeah, you gotta live somewhere in the middle. And, oh my gosh dean's face jump scare when they like pan around thinking someone's going to be there it's right around here and it's just dean's face come around a corner oh my god <laughs> fucking kills me <laughs> they keep, because everyone keeps wandering off alone
1: oh was it when harry screams at the rat oh no that, that was early in the oh no, yeah that was
0: pretty early but but shout out to that line rats are like the rats of the world <laughs> yeah what I <if> that even <laughs> come on man <laughs> <laughs> if we can do better you can do better <laughs> also rats are sweetie pies comparatively give me a rat over a hamster any day that's fair yeah they are a lot smarter my thing is just that like rats and mice and stuff i i'm very easily surprised Mm. so when they pop out i'm like ah yeah i have screamed at mice in my apartment i'm more that way about humans oh i nice. definitely scream when humans pop out
1: i really want pet rats but they only live for like a year and a half and i'm just not willing oh, to do yeah. that Oh, yeah, the
0: emotional investment mm-hmm. versus like the depth of loss not, not yeah. doable yeah. i can't um so on this somber note we get jordan's <laughs> jump to the scene of harry and maggie macking on each other good for them good
1: for them i also really like that actress that plays maggie oh, she's, she's in a lot great. of stuff now she's awesome
0: yeah, I really like her in this episode mm-hmm. as well. Like, I think the balance of my brother is stupid and annoying, but also I'm really invested in this personally is, yeah. is like, really good.
1: Yeah, I also really like that um, she's the first Asian actress we've gotten who isn't a maid in the entire series. Right, she
0: has a name. She has she, a name. Yeah, she has lots of lines. She's not gruesomely murdered. Right. Yet. And she's not, like, despite mm-hmm. the making out in the haunted house... Mm-hmm no consequences for that true and normally dressed yeah normally dressed no one is like sexualizing her the only mm-hmm. thing that happens that's weird is just the emphasis on being adopted which is like uh, oh yeah adopting a chinese baby or whatever yeah. like that whole thing mm-hmm. but i kind of they okay. don't really circle back to that a whole lot i didn't like how it was phrased but i did like it because in a way it shows ed's progression with her where at the start he's like yeah that's my adopted sister. that's not my full sister and at the right. end like he's very protective of her yeah i just wish it had been done in right a different way. well yeah it's just like the the terror exposing his actual vulnerabilities yeah. and mm-hmm. everything whereas earlier he might have preferred to obfuscate how much he <laughs> cared yeah <laughs> i'm always waiting until you've forgotten <laughs> you get me every fucking time <laughs> i can like sense it coming you look over i'm like oh god no the eyebrows are happening <laughs> um we get more separating the team when dean gets locked in the basement and i'm so glad they have a line of levity here where mm. he's like get the salt out of the bag make a circle and get in it <laughs> and, then, and- Harry goes, in the duffel? (laughs) (laughs) They're so good. And they also like the camera guy. Okay, what's his name? Spruce. Spruce. I almost said Stump. Stump? Stump. (laughs) That
1: was if he had died.
0: Stump over here is like probably a shitty guy. He seems like it. But, you know, he's really fucking good as a cameraman, getting people to talk. Right. He almost gets Dean to talk about having only two months left to live. But Dean catches on and goes, no, I'm not going to whine about my life on some stupid reality TV show. And the camera guy goes, so is it cancer? (laughs) 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 Like, yeah, he's kind of a dick, but like, it works well in this. (laughs) Right. How did you feel about the party setup? in the bunker yes i think it's hilarious i think like the fact that he didn't just like taxidermy the bodies but mm-hmm. he taxidermied the faces to be smiling yeah that is fucked up i love it so much i love it no it's so good i think it it's is. fucking disgusting do you know which one you'd be in there what do yeah, you i'll mean? let you
1: decide for us
0: um oh i only oh. know which one i'd be okay. oh you mean which one of the like ghosts he, uh, yeah like bodies Okay, there was the train guy. Yeah. There was the... Murder house guy. The, the fedora mm-hmm. getting shot. What was the other one? Um, he's the one I would be. He, yeah, I don't know how he died, but he's leaned back with a weird smile, eyes wide open, and a drink in his hand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Only one drink? That's not you.
0: <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you gotta have at least four. <laughs> true.
1: At least a double-fister.
0: Of non-alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm a quadruple fister
1: well you would definitely never catch me wearing a fedora or i don't know that's not true, okay listen
0: the old school fedoras though like the real actual fedoras that's that's stylish okay i'm we're not talking about like the brown plaid trilbies of 2013 hmm. <laughs> all right <laughs> that's not what we're talking about <laughs> I would love <laughs> you to bring fedoras back. Just like go on a single person mission. I don't think Jordan could do it. I don't no. think Jordan could pull I, it off. No I don't offense. have
1: a I don't have a he- head for hats. But
0: I think you could be known as the guy who tries to pull it off. <laughs> <laughs>
1: thank you i think it would just be
0: compliment. so scary if jordan tried to do that because like to make a fedora work you kind of have to wear like a trench with it Oh no 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 i'm thinking like a green fedora like it has to be colored a different color it can't be like like what neckbeards wear it has that's, to be i already said that i like yeah no not the trilbies we yeah. understand like the classic yeah, no i'm talking about fedora. like a pink. Oh. Or green, specifically green.
1: I'm just going to wear jamaic white hats, like the ones from the early 2000s that Stop. are fuzzy and wide-brimmed. Please do. Stop.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, Jordan. I love you. You cannot pull off a fedora. Thank you. <laughs>
1: I don't think you could pull off a fedora, but I feel like you have the spirit of someone who could pull off a <laughs> fedora. Jordan, We're going to fight! We're going to fight! <laughs> Throwing my papers down. Let's do
0: it. I want to go back to earlier you saying you could take four fists. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I said it. We moved right along. (laughs) I was just sitting here like, hmm. I mean, that's pretty impressive. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. Like, the amount of prep involved. In any event. I was... Sad that Corbett mm-hmm. died. Mm-hmm. Since we're coming back around, we're at this point again. Yeah. But I think, and here's the thing I'm, I really like tragedy. Mm-hmm. I love tragedy. I think if in this show there were more gay characters mm-hmm. and at least half of them didn't die or something, this would be <laughs> great. And I wouldn't care at all that he was killed because yep. he got to be mm-hmm. a badass in the end you know? Yeah. I think, like, there should be room for, like, I want the horrible, toxic gay villain. Mm. I love the horrible, toxic gay villain, you know? And sometimes, like, we do die, and it is horrible. Mm. And it's just, like, everything else surrounding the narrative, like, how it supports that character despite the death, Mm -hmm. or, you know, how it, falls flat because it's like oh yeah gay people die tragically that's what they do yeah i'm so torn because we do get some really good lines from it yeah like when they tell ed to or sorry ed tells harry to help him because he's got to be gay for the poor dead intern harry tells ed that yes yeah sorry that is what i meant to say yeah I get confused. Harry's not Harry. Harry's the
1: short one with the black hair.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he's not the hairy one. One has hair on his face. Can't he be Harry? Just make it easy for us, <laughs> Supernatural. Yeah. Why are you like this? I'm not smart. <laughs> <laughs> but I do agree. Like, it, it it's just hard because I just want more gay characters. No, I want, I want them. I think mm-hmm. in isolation, this mm-hmm. is good. But mm-hmm. in the larger context of how queer people are represented in media yeah it's not good and i think given the fact that you know i'm sorry to everyone who loves 1518 but it is still barrier your gaze mm-hmm. and that came out like a year and a half ago mm-hmm. so and that that was a main character like we yeah. really haven't progressed that far nope. um you yeah. know that kind of blows <laughs> that <Yeah>. blows <laughs> I do have to say props though because Corbin this actor is acting his ass off he blows yeah else away yeah his range is it was so great good. in this episode and we get a ghost tornado to take out the villain in this episode. Yeah Ghost NATO Ghost NATO ghost NATO <laughs> <laughs> Sci-fi contact us. Honestly, I would watch that. True, oh, yeah. that sounds awesome. <laughs> Although, didn't we wasn't Ghost NATO the last episode? Wasn't that Juice and bellow <laughs> <laughs> True, you are correct. Ghost NATO back to back. So yeah, it is. It is Harry who pushes him to like go and get him out of the loop. But I think like it's clear that Ed is the one who's the most affected by all of this. Especially because
1: he's not just pushing him out of the loop. He's pushing him to accept his feelings.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan has such a, like, shit-eating grin <laughs> right now. I thought you were going like, to say he's pushing him out of the closet. Well, that's yeah, true. true, yeah. I think, like, there is something in, in, like, the fact that he's just surprised by the whole idea of it. He's mm-hmm. like, wait, me? Really? Like, it seems to be the biggest reaction we get out of Ed. Sorry, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I find this whole interaction to be very sweet. Yeah, I, I... I think in media, when we have coming out stories or realizing your gay stories, we need more, like, himbos that are just, like, wait, me? Okay. (laughs) Like, this was... Yeah. It was really sweet. I need more of this, please. Yeah, and, like, the fact of the matter is that, like, you know, Harry is telling him, you gotta be brave or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he's, like, you know, this whole situation and realizing that someone cared about him that much, like, does make him brave. It's, It's so, like... And then this episode is like such bullshit, like in the best way. But mm-hmm. it's it's so bullshit the whole yeah. time. But this is like that little nugget, you know, mm-hmm. that little nugget of gold right in the middle. And like even the um, like the way he talks to uh, Corbett's ghost, mm-hmm. um, and like the narrowing of the scope from the we to the I mm-hmm. in the language of like I care about you and we need your help and you mean a lot to me. Like I just love it and I love that it establishes a pattern of of that third to first person kind of speech giving oh, yeah. which we will see return many, many a times from a one yeah. Dean Winchester. When he is caring about things. And that's and that's true. And then when they talk about that scene, I know it's a bit later, but they say, um, this is how gay love can pierce through the veil of death. Like Save the Day. And save the day, which is what happens here in this moment, but also like means a lot for the show going forward. <laughs> like it sets yeah. up a lot. We talked about this briefly with Ben. Like that's kind mm-hmm. of how the show ends yeah yeah i'm like whoa like watching this again i'm like wait a minute gay gay love really did pierce through the veil also
1: (laughs) dean tearing up to that line oh my goodness that got me
0: yeah and forced to face something scarier than ghosts themselves themselves like i know both are such cheesy lines but in the context greater context of this show like hit really hard yeah no it definitely did and i think like there's really something to the fact that ed gets kind of somber actually yeah yeah and and, i mean they they pull back from that to keep it light But, like, for a minute there. And when they flash back to Corbin's All Our Dreams Will Come True. Wow. That was actually really sad. It
1: was super sad.
0: Yeah the uh so the the force to face themselves remark, uh-huh. I actually had another thing about that. It's mm-hmm. not just that like, you know, that's kind of what the show is about. That's mm-hmm. kind of the whole monster genre. Yeah, True, yeah, it really, it really is the whole monster genre. like that's what makes horror compelling. Mm-hmm. It's not just getting spooked, although that's mm-hmm. fun. It's like taking these really deep looks at intense, uncomfortable emotions that we don't yeah. want to look at. That's what's really scary. I had one more thing about yeah. the gay love bit. I want a million more things about it. We're (laughs) all in agreement that that was Ed talking about himself, right? Yes. Oh, the gay love part. Yeah. 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 Okay, good.
1: Not only was it it Ed talking talking about about himself, but it it wasn't wasn't even like like, him being like kind of somber about it. Like gay love can't solve everything. He was like, fuck yeah, gay love can solve everything.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it can. It was empowering. Fuck yeah. It felt like powerful acceptance, which is very much like Corbett's death. Both right. of them yeah. felt like that yeah totally
1: we need to the show needs to exhume and revive corbett i will make a crossroads pack for it Who? <laughs> it was the sweetest I'm, I'm so happy he got his cool moment but i'm like i love corbett i would love him in all of the future ghost facer episodes
0: yes. i really hoped he would be a ghost at the end of this yeah, they I they sort of talk about that like it would be mm-hmm. cool to have a ghost as a ghost facer. I wonder yeah. that so that really. would have been really fun. And then you get the camp of are you dating a ghost that could come back? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. Someone write po- this fan fiction. Oh,
1: they can make pottery together.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> I hate that so much. I'm like, no, go on ghost hunts together. Like <laughs> It does suck that they had to delete all of the footage and stuff.
2: It did suck, but I liked it.
0: I it sucked and it I did like how they broke that moment with them driving away to the theme song. <laughs> yes, okay, but I love how getting back into their perspective mm-hmm. at in that final scene mm-hmm. and having the ghost facers theme song overlaid on their exit positions them as the ghost facers. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah, it's just like another little meta layer. Mm-hmm. I, it's just so cute. They,
1: they did have to destroy the tape, obviously. It was sad that it was a tape that was also in memoriam. That's so true. That got destroyed.
0: Yeah. yeah. What do you have of him left? Headcanon that they kept one external hard drive. Yes. The Winchesters, yes. not the Ghost Facers. I wish they cut everything but the like previous recordings of Corbett and just sent the recordings of Corbett back. Mm-hmm. That's my head cannon. I like that. That's sweet. RIP and come back next time as Ted. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe how like big he got. He got buff. He did. Like mm-hmm. watching this, I was kind of like, wow, Dustin Milligan really grew into the size of his head. <laughs>
1: I can relate.
0: He like <gasps> he looks good in shitt's Creek. He does. I think he's more attractive in this. Whatever Ally. Well, he just likes a twink. <laughs> everybody, everybody enjoys a nice twink here and there. I'm just saying he looks like a child here. He looks like in Schitt's Creek almost to the point where it's like you squeeze those action figures. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far. The only person true. I would accuse of being like that level mm-hmm. and that shape is Chris Evans. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Gorilla man. It. Gorilla man. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Did we have any other notes on the episode? That's all I no,
1: that's, that's yeah, that's all. it.
0: Wow. We flew through that. I do have two fanfic. Do they have like Do they? Let's find out. Uh,
1: rare pair. I learned what that term means.
0: I don't know what that means. Is it just like a rare coupling? Yeah. A oh, rare okay. pair is just a ship that isn't very common. Um, basically, nobody writes mm-hmm. about it. Rare pairs also tend to have like really strong cult followings. Okay, mine is My Hero Academia. The two teachers, President Mike. You cannot tell me President Mike and Izawa are not a golden retriever and his um, goth boyfriend. I love this because this is the second time you've brought up something <laughs> that you talked about in a season one episode. Oh, that's so true. I forget what episode we were talking about, like our OTPs. You could just not tell me. It's not true. Allie has, like, the most incredible sparkle in her eye talking about these two.
1: Everyone get on Twitter and send Allie your smuttiest
0: present Mike
1: Mike and Azawa. Um,
0: I have never read any fanfic of theirs. I did Google it to tell Ben that I am not the only one. I'm like, see, everyone knows. Incredible. Do you want to hear about the fanfic? Yes, please. I have two because lately one has just not been enough for me. I'm bad at deciding. The first one is called "Sometimes It's Just Too Easy" by Ao3 user Flywolf33. This one, this one is a Ghost Facers and Good Omens crossover. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Summary: Yes. Hi, are you the owner of this store? A man asked loudly. American, judging from his accent. Aziraphale's reply was clipped. But he confirmed he did indeed own the place have you noticed any unusual activity like what flickering lights cold spots tapping in the walls sulfur smell no no nothing like that Izirafel squeaked crowley could clearly picture him waving his hand dismissively ed and harry professional paranormal investigators we were on vacation when we heard there was demonic activity in the area
1: greatest crossover since the harry potter impreg
0: <laughs> i like that that one is, since that means that that's above this yeah it is, no.
1: <laughs> it is yet to be topped like harry was <laughs> oh <God.
0: laughs>
1: well, let's hear about number two okay so
0: i'm not done i'm not oh done yeah yet. yeah yeah this is rated g The fandoms, as I said, are Good Omens and Supernatural, specifically Ghostfacers. There is a ship in this, and it is Aziraphale Crowley, because we're people of taste. The characters are Aziraphale Crowley, Ed Zedmore, and Harry Spangler. Additional tags include established relationship, Ghostfacers, haunted store, pranks, Crowley is a little shit, Aziraphale is too, and apparently it's part of a series. It was published in 2019... Um, this installment has 3,200 ish words and it has a lot of hits. People were really into this concept. Ooh. It's got 14,000 hits. Wow. As it should. As it should. TBH. Hell yeah. Are you ready for the second one? If it's not Ed and Harry, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> and they told me them as a ship. If the Ghostfacers <laughs> aren't in it. Wait. Why would I? Both of these have the ghost phasers, oh, Okay. God. This one, in contrast, is very old. It was published in 2012. Oh, wow. Only has about 3,300 hits. It's called The Life and Times of Alan J. Corbett by AO3 user Trickster88. Oh Yeah. <gasps> Summary. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you can miss it. Alan J. Corbett led an average life, only child, two loving parents, a moderately untroubled childhood, and more recently, a respectable education at a relatively reputable college. All in all, he led a rather boring existence, but he was content. That is, until he became a ghost facer. (laughs) His life is still boring, but now he's suffering from the worst crush in the history of the world, and his dreams are making even less sense than usual. Corbett.
1: I love that idea. Yeah.
0: This one is rated T. The relationships are Corbett and Ed, Harry, Maggie, and then also John and Mary Winchester. (laughs) Oh. Characters, Spruce, Ghost Facers, Ed, Maggie, Harry, Corbett, John Winchester, Mary Winchester, Sam, and Dean. I haven't had a chance to read this one yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Because Corbett is a little baby and I want to give yeah. him four head kisses. I want to smoosh him. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Oh. yeah, exactly.
1: It's just nice because it feels so validating that they created this character in one episode that we all felt so passionately about and that looks like it had kind of a lot of people had agreed. Now
0: he lives on. Now he lives on. Yeah. <laughs> AO3 Abyss. <laughs> <laughs> jordan
1: what do you think of that episode oh geez even though it's not entirely perfect i still have to give it a five out of five i loved it it was just fun it kept us entertained it was good storytelling um the episode had a little bit of fat on it but not a lot it was a pretty lean episode
0: pretty lean pretty muscular grade a,
1: yes <laughs> grade a supernatural beef <laughs> is that being? I don't know. Chisel
0: chest.
1: Chisel chest. Oh, wait, I it's funny it...
0: because he's not the one with like the pecs.
1: Yeah, true. Chisel chest.
0: If if he's chisel chest, what does that make Sam? Um, chisel best.
1: Dog. <laughs> what? Dog shirt chest. <laughs> I
0: like, was gonna say mama's titties. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
1: I guess I'll, I'll give it a five out of five. um markers dropped randomly yeah what about you Allie?
0: obsessed with this episode obsessed with everything about it um i wish i had a whole ghost facers world i can't believe we were in florida where they were like a week after them i am incredible
2: yeah
0: (laughs) what what a tragedy um so i'm going to give this one Ten out of five. Oh wow! <laughs> Ten out of five birthday cakes. Incredible. What about you, Jasper? I'm gonna give this one a four point nine five <laughs> apocalypse survival pamphlets mm. out of five, and it's just for for me. Some of the ghost elements were just a teeny bit too much. Mm. And that's it, because everything else that's going on in this episode is absolutely my jam. Yeah. I'm, I like, I just love it so much. And I love that I've inured myself enough to cringe core that I can enjoy this level of it. Mm-hmm. Great episode.
1: So because we doesn't add too much into the overarching story or overarching plot of season three, I decided I wasn't going to do predictions this week. But stay tuned. I'll have some wild stuff next week, hopefully.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you will. <laughs> oh, next I will. Next time we get a Minions crossover. <gasps>
1: minions x Inuyasha.
0: X Supernatural. X Supernatural. X <laughs> and <Frank> Harry Potter. <laughs> this is too many, too many crossovers. Or not enough.
1: My favorite version of the X-Men. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thanks for tuning in to On the Road with Supernatural. Our theme music was composed by Anthony Ploihar, and special thanks to Sophia London for our logo. If you're having fun, hit us up on Tumblr, Instagram, or Twitter at OTR Supernatural, or contact us by email at ontheroadwithsupernatural at gmail.com with any questions or feedback. That's all for today. See you next time in Milan, Ohio. Bye. Bye. Bye.